I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, everybody. It's episode 19 of Flames Nation Radio, the official podcast of the flames nation website part of the nation network and the nation network of podcasts uh we're delivered to you every week as always by the nice people at doordash and we're also presented by rupert's whiskey from eau claire distillery the official whiskey of the calgary flames it's whiskey with a pretty with a you know really cool flames bottle so if you like whiskey or the flames consider getting some if you know someone who likes whiskey or the flames it makes a great gift if you know someone that doesn't like either of those things why are you even friends with them uh Shane, it's been a it's been an interesting week. I'm Ryan. This is Shane. We're here every week talking flames. I like whiskey in the flames. Just uh yeah, there's I like there's there's a, if anyone wants to buy me Rupert's whiskey, they the, can go the, ahead. The fine people, uh you know, the fine people at the Nation Network home office in Edmonton uh has done a, a bunch of market research, and we found that the, the people who enjoy flamesnation.ca fit into one or both of two categories people that like the flames and people that like whiskey. And sometimes they overlap and those that overlap is just the best kind of people. So thank you for joining us. Shane, how, how's your week going then? It's good. Uh, other than the teachers at uh, my university being on strike and me not getting classes I paid for, uh, I a lot of extra hours at uh, my other job. So uh, it's going good. Uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of going with the flow, but uh, you know, that's all you can do these days. So how my question is friend, how is your Monday? Because I was, I was, you know, going through my day as I always do tooling around the internet and trying to look busy. And then, you know, uh, the, the Twitter popped up and someone's someone said, you know, Elliot Friedman, our, our, our dear friend was on uh, the Jeff Merrick show as he is, you know, he usually is on, uh, on sports at 960 a fan on, uh, I believe 10 to 12 is the time slot for that show. So th- th- that's important because, you know, during the show, Elliot went, Oh, looks like uh, Toffoli to Calgary is getting close. And to say, saying there's movement to, I, I believe his phrasing was it's, it's, it's moving. So moving, moving could mean going from not happening at all to a possibility, or it could mean going from maybe happening to happening actively. And apparently what actually happened was the, the trade was being finalized and there was a trade call during the radio show so elliot yes. works fast because he, he even said that on the, he said that on the radio yeah he had so the i trade. was in my car he i had was the in trade my during the trade started. call my shift started at 10 30 
and I was in the car from 10 to, I leave the house at 10 and that's because I plan it. Cause that's right when the Jeff Merrick show starts and Fridge usually only comes on for 20 so minutes. So I get but it's, if the, but it's the first 20 so minutes. Yes. So, so you can book on 10, 10 a.m. Mountain time. It's noon, noon Eastern. You can bank on Fridge being there for 20 minutes. So I always get my Fridge fix live before I hop into work. Well, that was so exciting because he basically outright said it. And then Elliot, you're, you're the only uh, person in the world that I know keeps their keyboard sound on. So I'm sitting there listening and all I hear in the background as they're talking is free. It's just click, 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 click. Just like the advertisement when he says the flames traded Kachuk and Grudro. No, I'm just putting in a food order. He, you can hear the same clicking in the background as Merrick's talking. Except, like, except instead of being a Sportsnet commercial that gave flames man and flames aneurysms the first time you heard it before you realized it was a joke. It was you get, the flames you get making. Score. Yeah, it was the Flames making the trade. And, you know, uh, plenty of people have linked uh, to Tyler Toffoli to the Calgary Flames. Uh, you know, when when the LA Kings were trading him back, way back yeah. when, they were talking a little bit to the Flames. When he went free agent before he signed with Montreal, the Flames were kicking tires on him. But the Flames, obviously, that was the offseason where they had a lot of irons in the fire. And they signed literally every other Canuck available outside of Troy Stetcher. Yeah. that was the year you know they were the flames priority at that time was goaltending and they're trying to figure out do they want brody do they want tanev how much they're gonna so so bradshaw living had a lot of balls juggling in the air at the 2020 uh free agency period and he ended up getting a goaltender which is hooray for him uh but at that point it, it seemed like the flames might have missed out on tyler Toffoli because he ended up in montreal and montreal has had an interesting couple of years because they went on for lack of a better term, a run last year. They were the one of the weaker teams. I think they were the worst team to make the playoffs in the North Division, but they just got hot at the right time. And Toffoli was one of the big reasons for that. And they ended up going to the Stanley Cup final before bowing out and losing uh, to the to the to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And man, what can you imagine how awkward it must be two-time cup champion Blake Coleman welcoming in uh Tyler Toffoli. I'm oh, I mean, Toffoli? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there wasn't really any animosity during the series. Uh, they they are division. They were, but but Toffoli never played them regularly in the division because he the only full year he spent in Montreal was the North Division year, and then he and then this year and now he's in Calgary. He just played Columbus back to back, so <laughs> it's kind of a uh, little so little the, precarious thing there. But he, so he never really got a chance to beat for for those Coleman. of you. For those of you who uh, who have lived living under a rock, the trade broke out like this, and I kind of like how this is structured. I think it's a good trade for both sides. Uh, the Calgary Flames get uh, Tyler Toffoli for basically two and a half years. When they when they traded for him, the Flames had only played forty five games, so they get thirty seven regular season games of Blake of uh, Tyler Toffoli, and then the playoffs, and then two more full seasons of Tyler Toffoli. At, another one hundred and sixty four. I think I think it ends up being something like two hundred and one games. Uh, for 64 plus 37 yeah 201 201 I, my math is right so 201 games of, of uh, Tyler Toffoli plus three playoff plus three playoff years uh, at a cap hit of 4.25 million and the the Montreal Canadien under new uh, new general manager Kent Hughes they get uh, the rights to Swedish Ford Emil Heinemann they get uh, the, the the remaining however many games of Tyler Pitlick they get a 2022 first round pick that is lottery protected. We'll get to that in a sec. And a yeah. 2023 fifth round pick. The, the, the lottery protection on the 2022 first is this. 
Granted, at the time we're recording this, the Flames are in first place and they're top 10 in the league. So barring the, the way the draft picks work, folks, is the uh, basically the 16 teams that don't make the playoffs are put in the lottery. And then they you just pick ping pong balls out of a hat. Uh, it's actually have a, out of a tumbler. They do it twice. Uh, and you can only move up a certain amount now. They change that rule again. So if I think you it's can move into, I think I thought it was, I thought it was you can win, but you can only win X amount of years. They've changed this so many. Yeah, times they, we, we. But anyway, so the the Flames are a team that, as of this writing, uh, according to the Athletics Dumbass Session, has a ninety nine point whatever chance to make the playoffs. So more likely than not, unless the wheels completely fall off, it ain't going to be a lottery. Mount Vesuvius will explode. As Elliot said, in the event that the Flames decide to forfeit the remainder of their games, if their if their draft pick is in the top ten uh, post lottery of the 2022 draft, then Montreal will instead get the 2023 first round pick plus a 2023 fourth rounders compensation. So it's essentially you either get the first and the fifth, or you get a later first, a later th- uh, fourth, and the fifth. So. The, more likely than not, the flame, the wheels aren't going to fall off the flames. It's it's lottery protection that's mostly superfluous, but and the flames can. I believe I, I don't know this is I don't know if this is fact. Ryan, you're most likely going to know if they say the picks ten for some reason. I, I really very much doubt it is. They could still give it to Montreal, right? They could say, yeah, you can still take it. It depends on what the language was in the trade call. Yes, so, so we'll have to see but later. I think I, the, I don't think we're the, gonna actually the, the even... phrase top 10 protection means that the flames can opt to keep it if it's one to ten if it's 11 or, or uh later they don't have a choice and the uh, the way the draft order works first 16 picks are the playoff team or the teams that missed the playoffs the last 16 picks are the teams that made the playoffs Re- if you, reverse lottery if you yeah. lose in the stanley cup if you win the stanley cup you draft 32nd cup losers are 31st then the two uh, cup uh, or conference final losers are 20, or 30. It'll be 29 30. 29 30. And then yeah. it goes division winners and then uh, non division winners in reverse order. So if the Flames are first, second in the Pacific and make the, you know, don't do much else, it's still going to be 24. It'd be like a 25th, 26th, 27th pick. So realistically, uh, long story short, it ain't going to be a particularly good traffic the Flames give up. It'll be a late late pick it'll be a jacob pelche ish latish pick you know yeah mid, mid to late 20s. Already... yeah like mid to late 20s uh and and then, so the they're what five points up on the fourth and uh yeah they're five points up on anaheim who's or who's or la who's just outside i the think division. the uh there's six Wait, up, i think half. right now i think edmonton is uh wise, edmonton is the worst non-playoff team right now or the best non-playoff team i think no, I thought L- they know they passed LA. They, they're they're all at fifty five. Like the Ducks are at fifty five, the Kings are at fifty five. I think about, the Oilers are at fifty five. We're, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday, prior to the Flames game with the Mighty yeah. Ducks of Anaheim. Of Anaheim, uh, and NHL.com is loading very slowly. That's as, a as throwback. Was, you you went Mighty Ducks, eh? Of Anaheim, of Anaheim. Uh, right now, as of this morning, oh yeah, Edmonton's barely in. So yeah, Anaheim is yeah. actually the last team. Uh, they have fifty five. And the Flames have three games in hand and are five points up. So, anyway, this is a yeah. long. This is a we're taking the Flames roundabout. Flames find way. a win tonight. They're seven points up. We're taking the roundabout way, folks. I'm just t- saying that the, the lottery pick. Yeah, cool, good for you. But so uh, the, the the interesting thing is 
two things to me. One, to make the money work, the Flames gave up Tyler Pitlick, uh, who is mm-hmm. injured right now. He has not played in about a month. He, he's not skating either. So Montreal was kind enough to take a player back who, you know, when he plays, he's 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 fine. He's replacement level, slightly below replacement level. He's a veteran body. He's there to make the math work. Uh, m- my read on it is the Flames gave them the fifth round pick to be kind enough to take a player back to make the money work. Yeah. It's either that or, or try to talk Montreal and salary retention. And I don't think Montreal wants to retain salary for three seasons. So it works for everybody. Montreal it, gets out from under that deal when the contract expires on July 12th. And it's not like Pitlick's not like Pitlick's not a top six forward. No, but Pitlick is still a serviceable fourth line depth forward that can play at the NHL level. He's a serviceable fourth line forward on a team that, uh, to be absolutely charitable, I love my Habs friend, my Habs fan friends, Rob Murray, uh, you know, uh, up in Fort Mac, where has so many Habs jerseys. He's a wonderful human being. He's very representative of a whole collection of wonderful Habs fans that I know and love. Uh, Their team's terrible this year. And I think they would admit they all team is they're the worst team in hockey right now, standings wise. And they need the right now they're beset with injuries. They just need bodies. And Tyler Pitlick gives you the ability to not throw your kids to the wolves if you don't want to. So you can keep your up and comers in Laval and let them just do their thing. You don't need them to, to expose them to the tire fire. That is the 21, 22 Montreal habitant season. So that, I think there's a value there. They also get one player, the player I, I like, I don't love, but I like Emil Heineman. He's playing yeah. in the Swedish Hockey League with Lex Sands. Uh, he's stalled a bit this year in his development. A little bit, but no, boy, a so, little so, bit. He still so projects. Here's here's some context for everybody. So uh, you know how Daryl Sutter doesn't throw kids to the wolves because you know he's an old school coach and he likes leaning on his veterans, which a lot of coaches do because veterans have a body of work you can build up. Sweden basically is a, an entire league. The SHL is a league full of Daryl Sutter coaches because typically speaking, you know, you, you bring in kids from your junior team who are 19, 20, 21, and they, t- they don't play a ton because you have your established pros and Sweden has relegation. So you're, you, if your team's bad, you don't, you still don't want to play your kids a lot because they might get relegated. So the, the tendency in, in, in the SHL is if you're a young guy, like 20, 21, 22, you're, a bottom six guy, a third pairing guy, you're a role player. And for his part, Emil Heinemann has been a very effective role player for Lexans. Compared to his peer group, he's one of the more productive under 21 players in the league. So you, you got to build some context. And does, does he appoint a game player? No. Would you expect him to be given what he's asked to do? No. And, you know, Kent Hughes on Wednesday, you know, came out Wednesday morning and did some media sort of talking about how much they really liked, you know, uh, Emil Heinemann. And they asked for Emil Heinemann to be included in the trade. And as far as I know, I have no reason to doubt that, but it also feels to a certain extent like he's selling the pick a bit because well, Brad did Calgary, the same thing. Well, let's let's be completely honest here. Like for if you're Calgary, you're getting the better player in the trade. You're giving up no one of consequence. Uh, Tyler Pitlick wasn't even playing. And yeah, he hadn't played the last the, 10 and the games prospect you gave up was a second rounder you didn't even pick. So if you're the flame, if you're Daryl Sutter, you know, you, he was a, he was a guy, they acquired Emil Heineman along with a second round pick in this year's draft from Florida in the Sam Bennett trade. Emil Heineman is a good player, but he might be the easiest player among the upper echelon of flames prospects for them to lose because they've never had him at development camp. There's no, they haven't really built that much of a relationship with him yet because he was a guy who just, you know, got added to their organization in a trade. They did, their scouts didn't pick him. Their GM didn't pick him. They picked him in the trade, and he's a good player. But compare, they, they to, compare, him. compare him to say Zach you know, Hyman was 
who Brad used. He, he could be a Zach Hyman type. Yeah, that's what Brad used when we acquired him for Bennett yeah, last he's, year. He's, he's, he's a, a Zach Hyman like player. Yeah, but but is he Dustin Wolf? No. Is he Emil? Is he Jacob Pelche? Is he Connor Zary? Is he? It could be. Yeah, like the, I think the Flames have. Without the if if you're the that's Flames, a where my <laughs> if you're if you're the Flames, you got a guy in uh, Tyler Toffoli who's under contract for two and a half seasons. Basically, he's cost controlled. He's a right hand shot, and he's Canadian, and he knows two thirds of your team basically. So he well, his like best fr- his best friend, best 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 friend plays on the team too, which I just love. By the Luch? way, yeah. <laughs> Picked him up at the like, airport. Like yeah. Lucic was so excited to go pick him up at the airport. It was great. That that, that photo on his on his uh, Insta is just pure pure bro love. It's just, just Lucic just sitting there like ah. It's like my best friend gets to come over for a sleepover, except he gets to stay for two and a half years. But yeah, it's so I think if you're it's if great you're, if you're the Flames, you got the best player in the trade. Game up your first, but it's gonna be a late first anyway. So. Like you're late first, he's going to help you for a couple years. You lose a fifth, but you lose a fifth in order to get Pitlick's money out the door, and mm-hmm. you don't really give up any of the prospects you really, really like. Granted, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I was told very, very bluntly they really liked the Flames, really liked Emil Heineman, and I have no reason to doubt that the Habs really like Emil Heineman. But the Flames did not give up a great prospect. They even have a good prospect. They didn't give up anyone off the roster uh, who was playing regularly. They gave up a first who wouldn't even be you know, turning pro for two years and you know, yeah, like the, the, the first round pick in 2022 won't be playing a game pro until, until, uh, until uh, young master uh, Toffoli is done his current contract. So that, those are the things you had to balance. I mean, do you know, I'm a draft guy, you're a draft guy. I hate it when I don't like it when they give up picks, but at the same time, like they don't have a, this was the year to do it. And they got a guy, Brad, Brad loves getting a guy with term. He always did if especially if you're giving up the first they got this i love this trade for both sides actually calgary got the player they needed right now to compete montreal just did a run they just overhauled their front office they're very clearly going rebuild they're very very clear they got a young they, center they, they, they want to they want to clear out time. they want to clear out money and they want to clear out like like tyler foley is a really good player but he really good players need roles and they need ice time and they, and they take up right a lot of oxygen it's like the idea of like we, we talked about Dylan Dubé in the past. Uh, and one of the challenges I think for Dylan Dubé's development long term is the Flames have and want to keep having four guys ahead of him in the rotation. They have a Coleman, they have now they have a Tofoli, they have a Kachuk, they have a Mangiapane, they have a Gaudreau. So they have five guys arguably ahead of uh, Dylan Dubé in the rotation right now. And that's something they're gonna have to navigate. But the Flames are a team that thinks they can win right now. Based and this based on this trade, like I wrote a column for the site, basically saying this is Brad Living pushing his chips in the table and anteing up. Uh, they they seem like they're all in. Montreal is the opposite of that. Montreal has uh, a hand. They have a handful of you know you know they have like a two and a four, but it's a different suit. And they have like the poker instruction cards somehow in their hand. So everything must go is basically what's put. Everything UFA must go is now on their headline, and they're I, you're going to see Lekkonen go. You're going to see Sherratt go. You might see some other pieces go. Uh, Jeff they want. Jeff Petrie's going to go. Petrie's like, going to go. He, he did immediately tear it down. Immediate. He did immediate availability when in both official languages, he basically said, make me an offer boys. So yeah. Like if, and if, you, and if they said a, that one might come with retention as well, like the Petrie one, who's, but, who's but the point That's, is Montreal's looking for futures. Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes want to take the team. It was Mark Bergeron for years. Everything that's left is Mark Bergeron 
they're going to take it in a new direction the way they feel like it. Uh, obviously, Carey Price currently isn't playing. He'd probably up them in the standings a bit. He's out mental health. We all that's important. Uh, if you ever need someone, I think I think he also out. has a knee thing too. There, yeah, there's that as well. Carey, Carey Price they're, had they're, a lot they're, of they're, stuff. They're, they're keeping with. Caulfield. They're keeping Suzuki, and that's I think that's the two pieces up front, and they're keeping Romanov on the back end, and that's like what they're really going with. Maybe Norlander, keep Norlander, and then they're yeah. going to go. Like they're they're they're, they're, they're in a position. They're in a position where all things we hope knock on wood. I already have my hotel booked. Montreal's hosting the draft this year. Yeah. So Montreal is hosting the draft this year, and their team's garbage, like hot garbage. Now they got two first-round picks, too. They got 12 they, picks. They have season. a lot of picks. They're hosting the draft, and, you know, it's it's an old-school market, and there's no, you know, there's no better way to retool your team than a draft that you're hosting, and they're going to be the center of attention for a lot of reasons, but I'm fascinated with what they're going to do. I think this is... This was the trade both teams needed to make. It's the Flames get ahead of the trade market by five weeks. The Habs uh, basically put they light up and bright neon. They're open for business sign, and both teams. And the Flames get set the market. The Flames set the market too. Like they got ahead of it. They're not. They didn't wait for someone else to overpay for someone, which could have upped the price for Tavoli. They said we want this guy. They heard LA had interest, and they went, "Nope, we're gonna go get him. We can afford him." Um, the Pitlick inclusion was fantastic. We, like pre pre trade, uh, you and I, Pike, were messaging, and we were like, "Is it Dubé? Is it Valimaki? Like, well, what what's going on?" It's they they got, would have had to send something to, go to make, make the, the money, money work. work. Yeah. And so when it was Pitlick, we were both kind of like, "Well, it make like, hey, it Montreal under them." And they also Montreal's collecting Pitlicks. They have Ram and Rats. they have Rhett. Yeah, now they got they, Rhett, they Ram, have, and Tyler now. So that's also just something really cool that they can advertise they, to their fans. They have an abundance. I don't think you're going to advertise to your fans that you have an abundance of pitlicks, but I don't. I don't think Rhett's anywhere close to actually playing either. Ram, Ram, and Tyler can play together though. Like they and they actually are legit NHL level players. Mind you, bottom six right now, but Rem, Rem I'm interested in Rem. He he was doing really good in Minnesota before they waved him, but uh, but no. I, uh, I, Tifoli, I, can we talk about how Tafoli just kind of fit? Like I want to mention that Toffoli just just slid so, in. Just it's the weird thing because like you know we we sort of talked about this a bit and when we were talking with uh, with Tyler Toffoli on the media call on Zoom uh, the other day he he sort of alluded to this you know the idea is like he he knows everybody like he probably between Vancouver and L.A. and his stop in Montreal like he knows some he knows a couple of the coaches. Yeah, Kirk Muller. He knows yeah. the coaches. He knows basically half the team. He's, you know, he got texted by basically the Flames' entire Swedish contingent to welcome him in. And, you know, he's he's played against and with pretty much everybody who's wearing a Flaming C. And he he feels like he's been a Flame for like a year already, which is weird. Like he punched he, into that system seamlessly. Like he was this dumping is, it at the right is, spot. This is the worst Tyler Pitt. Like there's, we're going to have in the Flames organization. He's only, you know, uh, Toffoli is going to get a little bit better every game. Like okay. Daryl hit the nail on the head in the, his pregame availability on Tuesday. Like he just sort of mentioned, he was asked, how are you going to use him? And he's like, I'm just going to try to manage his match. Cause you know, he's played a lot of hockey, yeah. even strength. He played amongst the, the lowest on the team because he's played a lot of hockey. And mm-hmm. if we're going to be completely honest, they didn't need to, to lean on him too much. They're as of this recording, yeah. they've won seven in a row. They have two, three lines that are all cooking. They have three defensive pairings that are cooking. They have two goalies, especially Markstrom, 
that they feel like they can yeah. rely on. So they didn't Marcus really need... going into night, too. Yeah, they, they didn't... Probably. Yeah, he's starting. They, they didn't need to throw anyone to the Wolves because, like, when you when you have Adam Rizicka getting multi-point games and you have yeah. Dube scoring... <laughs> when they have all the things going the way they are, they don't need to take their shiny new toy and blow his brains out because there's no point to it. The, you don't get Tyler to fully so you can play him 20 minutes against Columbus on a Tuesday in February. You do it so you could play him in very strategic, specific roles and in situations against, I don't know, let's just throw out there Vegas in May, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the reason mm-hmm. you make that kind of trade. And I think, you know, it, he, I, I, I forget who it was on Twitter and I apologize but I, it was one of the, the usual suspects who post awesome awesome uh, charts and graphs. I don't think it was you, Shane. It was someone else. Uh, so someone else, I'm, I apologize. I forget your name. But Wait, the what, what, was, what did they, who did they share again? Sorry? I forget who they shared. Basically, it was uh, looking at the things that Tivoli does. And the thought process is he's good at the oh, things that the Flames aren't great at. Yeah, he's it good at the things that the Flames aren't great at. It was actually very well done. I actually read that. I was actually like, damn, when I read that, I was like, damn. Hey, don't don't sound um, surprised they do good stuff over there. <laughs> But that's no, the thing. Like, I know. That's why I, I, I was, I was, I, because I did my own, and I then I read his, and I was like, oh, I was like, I yeah, can do better. Like the, <laughs> the, on the, my game. <laughs> the, if you were looking at the Flames and going, ooh, what don't they have? What do they need? It's basically Tyler Toffoli, and mm, they would, you know, they they, and uh, Aaron Forsling, who writes for the, I believe he's with the Athletic now, formerly of the Columbus Dispatch. I always forget the the Ohio area papers. I believe ninety nine percent sure he's with the Athletic because I read his stuff all the time. Aaron Forsling. In his recap at the athletic of the of the, the flames six to two win, his phrasing yeah, was his too. his phrasing was, and I at this point, if if you are someone who's skeptical about the Calgary Flames, I get it. I've covered the team for over a decade. I grew up in the area. I've watched the team, you know, in 80 in 89, I was four, and my dad was sort of bouncing me on his lap during the playoffs. I've seen way too much Flames hockey. So I kind of understand the PTSD from being, you know, a fan of the Charlie Brown franchise. You know, uh, one one Stanley Cup in 30, 30 some years will do it to you. But the thing, you know, so, so that's my long way of saying from if you if you have doubts about the team and or you know people have doubts read the opposition recaps from the last month and keep reading them for the rest of the year because you know steve dangle over over at uh i believe he's i forget he's the steve dangle podcast steve dangle, steve he's, he's got his own podcast network yeah now. so he's it's, uh, steve, steve does his lfrs and he he did a recap of uh, the flames win over toronto and his his phrasing was beliefs got squished because the flames played you know, that's what the Flames are particularly big or particularly mean, but they played a physical style, wore them down, and then took advantage of all the mistakes they made. Like, the Leafs were in that game, and then, snap, they weren't. And you can make the same case for the Columbus, you know. Uh, Aaron I Portsline, have read Aaron, I, I Aaron, Aaron lines phrase was, the Flames are, I believe, big, nasty, quick, and skilled. I yep, think those are the four. Yeah. That was what Aaron said, yeah. Yeah, so, and... That is okay, like the flames have been big before, the flames have been nasty before, the flames have been fast before, but not really this fast. They haven't been this skilled Still before. Good, yeah, I, I think the combination of things they have going for them right now make them, you know, I think they make them a very dangerous team because this could be this could be a group that people, you know, as we 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 right now if you're if you're afraid of of a draw in the playoffs in either conference you probably don't want to do tampa or florida maybe carolina 
Like, because those, those are the teams that have that kind of, they can kill you speed. I, I still schedule Florida because I don't know if Florida can survive oh, no. a, a seventh round, a seven game series with Colorado or, or, or with Carolina or with Tampa. But in the West, like, who scares you? Colorado, Minnesota, Vegas, Minnesota. Minnesota, honestly, Minnesota scares the crap out of me because Marco Rossi hasn't played a shift yet. And he's, Matt Boldy's Boldy's got what 14 points in 13 games and something like that. Like Matt Boldy has already got more points than Alexi Lafreniere this year. Like, and they, and they they have some more guys coming. Yeah. Minnesota's drafted so well. Uh, But anyway, so that's, that's, that is to say, like, I can understand. There's not, there's like two or three teams that scare me. I can Vegas, under- Colorado, Minnesota. I can that, understand. Like, it's not even like a heavy scare. It's like a. Mm. What's well, the thing? Like you know, could could the Flames go in the go in the playoffs and go out in six games the first round? Yeah, they could get goalie. Anyone can get goalie. But I think more so than any any team of this era of the Trilliving era. Even even you can make a case. You know, this is probably the better best Flames team we've seen since. I'm trying to think when, because like the, you know, Daryl never, Daryl Sutter, when he was coach and GM, never really had a team that was this well-rounded. Uh, well, even the 04 run did. team wasn't necessarily. The 04 team was not wow. a good hockey club. No, the like the team, Christoph Oluwa, 257 penalty minutes was playing a prominent role. Like I, I love they, the 04 team. It got me so into hockey, but this roster on paper, first of all, and first so of all based on how I, they're playing. I Who's will that? not stand for Chuck Kobasu or Christoph Olawa Erasure. I love my role guys. Uh, but I love Jordan Leopold too. I miss yeah, Jordan Leopold. He's one of my obscure favorite flames. The 04 flames were a triumph of style over substance because they were a borderline playoff team that just ground you to dust by playing an unyielding physical defensive style. And they just wore you down. And then if you got past them, they had a Kippersoff and the puck went the other way. They had an Aginla. So this year's Flames, you could make a case that the 04 Flames had two, maybe four players of note offensively, and that's it. Uh, If you look at the Flames now, you know, they have puck moving guys. They have puck moving guys on the blue line. They have... Right now, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'd say Backland is. They, I think that the Flames have their higher level offensive players are as good, maybe even better. You can make an argument than Aginla was at, at that point of his career. Aginla was just starting to scratch the surface of how he could be as a dominant forward. And I could say, I would say, he got better as his career went on because he figured out how to work around all the rules yeah. and all the stuff. But the, the really great find out better ways to play defense it, it well into their thirties, which keeps their careers going longer. Crosby's a great example of it. If you look at his trajectory of his defensive impact, it goes just steadily up and he keeps getting a, becoming a more complete player. So I'm with you there. Like the, the old like players like Aginla, as they get older, they do, they do climb like their defensive impact does climb. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I would say that this is probably the most well-rounded Flames club in terms of performance, instead of, in terms of balance, in terms of performance in all three zones, in terms of their ability to win different types of games. And I'd say in terms of their consistency is even, even if you look back at that, at that, the, the losing skid they have had, the losing skid they have had, it was just, man, Flames outchance team X, but somehow don't score or man, Flames outchance team X, but the, the, the games against Edmonton are a good example. Flames outchanced Edmonton and really ran the show five on five or had a slight edge oh, five on game. five. And then they just took a bunch of dumb penalties and got torched by their power play. 
And there's been a few games like that you can look at and go, okay, yeah, like the even if you look at the last 11, 12 games the Flames have had, the two losses they had, uh, they lost to Edmonton because they got power played because they were just a little bit silly with uh, their play in their own zone at times. And I'm sorry, when you give McDavid and uh, Drysidle extra wax the puck with you know a man down, you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose those games if you do too much. And the other game they they lost was that game against St. Louis where they're playing the second half of back to back and they were with them until St. Louis just sort of pulled away in the third period because the Flames were exhausted. And St. Louis wanted revenge from what happened. That was the first game after they gave up a touchdown. So um, the other the other thing is like how we're what 45 games in before while recording this we're about 45 games in how many games have they started how many games have they started slow to you Mike? because they come out of the game less than five come out like less than five like two or three by the by my count yeah there's there's Uh, been the the phrase that was used by i believe jeff ward uses phrase a lot uh goalie let them find their game goalie let them get into the game you know though calgary doesn't have to worry about that and then the game and that's and that's the thing. Like they, you know, that's they have the best thing. They have they have, I believe, on a per game basis, they have trailed the least amount of any team in the NHL by about forty five seconds. And forty five seconds on a per game rate is pretty big. So yeah. they don't ever really chase games, and especially not compared to how much they chase games in the past. And you know, when you chase games, you get stupid because you're losing and you don't want to lose anymore. So you open up your defensive style, and all of a sudden you're giving up odd man rushes. And then all of a sudden, whoops, you're down by a couple goals. And then you really have to open it up. And then whoops, you're down by three goals and the game's basically over. Flames have not had too nope. many of the games where they've had to get away from things. So they've never really, their game has been pretty consistent through the first 40 some games. Point two though, how many times have they blown a multi-goal lead? Like completely. Not what do, you, what do you What do you consider a multi-goal lead? Two. Uh, the Edmonton game where they got all those power plays. Yeah, yeah, but but like like it has to, it took penalties. It, like it wasn't a five on five comeback. It wasn't like remember when they played Chicago? They were up five one after one and they lost that game in overtime. They didn't blow it like that. They haven't ever looked like that. Not yeah. once. I and uh, so the, 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 that's why when we say we like Pike's watched them for ten years. I've been avidly doing it for about four years myself. Uh, blogs before I came to Flames Nation stuff. And they've never looked like this ever consistently every game from puck drop to final horn. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> so that, that said, Shane, the, uh, the flames uh, right now, they have a very good team on paper. And so far they're a very good team on the ice. Uh, I don't think they're done. I don't, the, the, the challenge here is folks, that making a trade like they did, they get the guy they wanted, they uh, they they get their man, but it sort of ties up to their cap space from here on out. Uh, according to our pals at Puckpedia and and my uh, ridiculously antiquated spreadsheet that Puckpedia and I bounce back and forth just to make sure my math is right, the, the Flames, if uh, they wait to the trade deadline, and at this point they're going to wait to the trade deadline, the Flames have the ability to add $935,000 in cap hits. That means that you know their their net cap game could be that that means player x goes out player y comes in uh they could send somebody down they can retain salary whatever whatever mechanisms they want to use uh i think the flames right now if i were them i'm happy with my goaltending they have markstrom who's good ladar who's pretty good uh in stockton they have adam verner who if you just need to have somebody to sit down and drink water uh, while 
Cole Tustin Wolf plays. You can use he's him. Some other kid. And Werner, yeah, Werner's played some NHL games, so he's 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 an adequate three if you need him. He's your, I'd say he's your your four because your three is Dustin Wolf, who's had a few rough weeks the last couple of weeks, but he's also twenty, and this is the most pro hockey he's ever played in his life, and he's been very good. And he's gone from being one of the AHL statistical leaders and everything to basically being in the mix for being a statistical leader. Some other guys have caught up to him because he hasn't had. A great last fortnight or so but i say forward they're fine defense they got three really good pairings that match really well uh then on the right side they have michael stone uh, and then i guess andy walensky if you want to go down that deep who's been injured and hasn't played a ton in stockton but when he's been playing he's been fine and he's andy walensky's played nhl minutes but you probably don't want to rush to, to put him into the roster left side they got connor mackey and yuso valamackey both of they combined have three playoff games to their name so we discussed in the past, I could see the Flames being in the market for, I don't know, maybe a left shot defenseman, maybe just a utility defenseman of some kind. But I don't think they need to, you know, rush out and do that. It seems like something you can get relatively inexpensively. And at forwards, I think, you know, they have the the, the four lines they have, uh, the guys, the gentlemen who were, were on the roster but didn't play uh, against Columbus and aren't expected to play uh, as we're recording this on Wednesday against Anaheim or Brad Richardson, who's, you know, 36 and battling some injuries like he tends to. He, that's the style of play he has. He's a physical guy that, you know, at some point your body just goes, ouch, stop that. Uh, and then they have Brett Ritchie, who's – he's a perfectly capable 13th forward. If you throw him in, you know, with five minutes notice, he'll give you honest minutes. He doesn't really have a lot. You know, he's a replacement-level player, but he's inexpensive, knows the system, and can hit guys. And he's a right hand shot, so he's going to he be – the little things that – the coaching staff likes for fourth line like he always gets the puck deep doesn't turn it over at the blue lines like just north south can he finish chances not really but if you're just looking to plug someone in richie richardson they just do the simple things and they can play on your fourth line yeah so, so. look looking at the other things like they have some guys in the firm that could be you know useful utility guys black aces i think stockton's gonna have a long playoff run so i don't know they're probably not going to bring up too many black aces till stockton's out but, you know, guys, guys they've had, guys they've, they've used and like, you know, Glenn Godden, uh, Matthew Phillips, Brett Ritt, or uh, Byron Fraze, uh, Jacob Pelche will probably be coming up at some point, at, at the very least, the Black Ace. Uh, Kirkland Kirk will probably come up. Which one? Uh, black. I don't know if Kirkland ever gets in, but he'll come uh, up. Yeah, Walker Door. Like, they, 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 they have, for, for different roles, they have different guys. Maybe they might, I, I think... The challenge is they don't have a lot of cap space. So do you want to spend cap space in a roster spot? Well, granted, after the trade deadline, there's no more roster limits, but do you want to spend cap space on another AHL, NHL forward, you know, a, a, a fifth liner to sort of be some insurance? Maybe, maybe not. They're carrying the, the max roster right now. So we'll see. I, I, I don't think they're done, but I also don't think we're going to hear much of anything about the Flames making moves until – you know, the, the trade deadline on March 21st, where we'll probably have a few things. I'd imagine they'll probably see one or two things come across the, the desk on that day, simply because that's just Brad's style. Like we'll see like sixth or seventh rounders out the door for depth guys who will help them out. I think we're done with the first round picks. The, uh, mind you, they apparently were very interested in Sherratt. So we'll wait and see. That's the only other They, game they don't have the cap space for him though. They don't. Yeah. They'd have to do a, they'd have to basically move Zadarov to make it work. Like they would have to. Uh, it's like the only conceivable way that that would even functionally fit within their roster. But like, and, and I think I think the only thing that. I 
I could see them getting is another right hand shot depth defenseman. Like, 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 let's look or a left one if they don't trust Mackey. I think, I think it'd be a lefty. I think they like Stone. Uh, yeah. So, so Stone's got you covered on the right side. You, you need maybe you upgrade on Val Mackey or Mackey. And even, even if you can't, you still have those two options. Like, it's like, it's not like it's a be all end all. Oh, you know, if some guy's trying to hold you over the coals for a second round pick for a guy you think is only worth a fourth, you can. Maybe, maybe because you have those guys, your staff is comfortable enough going forward. It, it depends. Depends on the situation of the day and the market that's been set. Forward-wise, I, I think the depth guys. I think we might see. I, I think they're going to make some depth moves, and I think you know there's going to be a depth defenseman. But I, I think I think they might be a bit more aggressive than you think there are because this is you you it's don't all year. Yeah, you don't make the kind of moves that they've made or the move they make if you don't think you're a serious contender. So. I, and I, now I think the, the challenge is insulating themselves from, from risk because let's mm-hmm. like this example, like they're, they're playing the hell out of Adam Azishka because they think Which, he could be a good bot, you know, yeah. third, fourth line center. And I think they want to see if he can hack it because if, if Adam, if Adam Azishka is not the answer as third or fourth line center, you want to find out before the trade deadline, because then you can send him down and you can go get one. And so far he's been really good and hopefully that continues, but th- that's the point. They, the, the worst thing, the worst thing that could happen for the organization is that they throw a kid in, in a game deciding moment and they lose a playoff series and or a Stanley cup. I said it, a Stanley cup because a kid wasn't ready. I'll flat out say this. The Calgary flames in 2004 did not win a Stanley cup because they had to use guys like Brennan Evans in the, in this cup conference final, the flames ran out of human bodies who could play playoff hockey in their system. They were sharing an affiliate with the Lowell Lock Monsters. Uh, they were sharing with Carolina. The Lowell Lock Monsters was a firm team, and they didn't have a full complement of guys. And the first thing that Gerald Sutter did after the uh, after the season was done, uh, they signed uh, a handful of guys, including Mark Giordano and Richie Regeer and Patrick Nielsen and a few other guys, Lynn Loins. They signed a bunch of guys to fill out their firm team because they're like, oh, God. Like they, they, I'll flat out say they lost because they ran out of bodies. They did not lose because of goal judging. They did not lose because they, you know, they played too many games. They lost because they simply did not have enough NHL players who could play NHL minutes or NHL capable players. And I think, you know, I think Sutter wore that failure because he was the one who sort of oversaw as GM them going to a shared affiliate and he oversaw the drafting. But I also think Daryl's also very acutely aware of the risks involved of putting guys in above their skis in LA one of the things they did was they were very good at integrating young guys, but also trying to make sure the young guys were ready so that when you say you put Tyler Toffoli in as a rookie, he doesn't look absolutely terrified. Uh, and they've done a really good job, you know, during Daryl's years of that, you know, Andy Andreoff and a few other guys were really good depth players. They managed to integrate in. So, you know, I, but I, Jordan Nolan in on their fourth line too, like Ted Nolan's boy. Yeah. So I think, I think they're going to look for something along those lines in terms of, depth guys that might not play all the time, but give you some insurance from having people for 20 years from now going, remember the year that Connor Mackey cost the Flames the Stanley Cup? Because that doesn't help anybody have, putting a kid in a situation where he can cost you a championship. If a veteran, if a core guy, you know, doesn't pass muster in the playoffs, that's, that's the price of doing business. But I think they just, they don't want to completely sidetrack somebody who's young and promising with 
uh, a bad read, a bad move, a bad something in a playoff series. So I think that's why we're seeing Adam Rizicka get his extended audition. That's why we haven't seen some other young guys up because, you know, if, if they don't have that, you know, they don't want to audition guys. They've are there. I think they yeah. already have auditioned in a way. Rizicka and so far he's passed the audition, but I think that those are the kind of things they want to look at in terms of, you know, do you have, do they have a center they can put in? If somebody goes down, well, yeah, they have a couple of them. Do they have a winger who they can plug in if they go down? They have a few guys who can play different roles. They have a defenseman who goes down. Well, they have fewer than you think. So I think those are the things they look at. Even when, if we're talking Kings and Sutter, like Toffoli and Tanner Pearson, they were 21-22 when they came in. Like they didn't, he didn't, he he had no intention of bringing them up when they were 19-18 or right on 20. So uh, the coach, uh, Brad did say that he would like Pelche and he also included Maddie Phillips in that deserved a look. Now, I don't think that happens before any sort of clinching happens. And even then, I don't know how much rest they give because they're probably going to want to go into the playoffs with a full head of steam. I, so, I think maybe the, if, if things, if things go very well and they have some breathing room, maybe you sit some guys and you bring up a Pelche on an emergency recall. Like everyone's going to, every here, guys, here's, I'm going to clue you guys in a little secret. Um, what, how many games are we in? 46, 47? 46. After the, after the first two or three games, everybody's hurt. Um, yeah. Everyone in the NHL. going on with them. Yeah. Everyone, it's just a fact. Everyone in the NHL is basically day-to-day of something. It's just a matter if it's something they feel they can play through or something that they're, that they expect themselves to play through. And the, the big running joke is the, the guys who get called up from, from the minor leagues for game 80, 81, 82 at the end of the season. And the big running joke is they, they could have been called up earlier, but the, the teams need their guys to help them clinch and then they need to get them playoff ready. And so mm-hmm. if you have the ability to bring up a Jacob Pelche, a Matthew Phillips, a, you know, Ichu Tulola, who, whatever have you, or a Wolf or someone, the, in the, la- in the, the, the week before the playoff start or two weeks for the playoff start, you bring them up for a weekend, you play a couple of games, they get everybody a couple of days of rest, you know, and you, I, think the, I, I think the balance, the, the challenge of it would be who, who, do you, who do you sit? Why do you sit them? And can you avoid disrupting their routines and their rhythms for the playoff? Because, you know, the Flames have been lucky that, you know, they're, they're going to be playing every other day from now till the, the cows come home. And then probably every other day in, from the beginning of the playoffs until whenever they're out. So yeah, was that like is 40, 41 and 80, 41 and 81 or something like that. They're yeah. about to 48. We're three games into 40 and 80. So the most, game, the most stretch of days they're going to get off is two from yeah. now until the end of any, till the end of the season. So they're in buckle up mode. Hey, Hey, you know what the best thing is though? They, you know how we made all the jokes. They had all these games in hand. Well, they need to win them. They've literally won all of them they haven't lost a single one of their games in hand yet. That That's what's kind of baffling to me the most. So do you want, and everyone's like, well, we got to call up the cake. Do you want that right now? Like, look at what this team, this team has won five in a row and seven in a row on two separate streaks so far, halfway through the year, your goaltender leads the league in shutouts, which is no small feat. He's probably, and like, knock on wood, don't want to jinx him gonna beat the franchise record or at least tie it hey i'm not i i'm not superstitious in that sense some people can roast me later if it never happens i'll i'll take that heat that's fine they are obviously not a goalie they're deep they can still add i agree with you that if this is this is the year to get your pieces get everything in a ducks in a row by all means get more depth you've got veteran depth 
you've got young depth on your, your roster. You've even got veteran AHL depth in like Glenn Godden. So they're, they've got a lot of rounded, ready pieces. This feels like it could be a good run. Feels like, uh, feels like in what actuality are depend on how it plays out. But it, I wouldn't be opposed to getting more depth in any position because it's always valuable. What's, what's the old saying, Shane? If not now, when? Yeah, exactly. It, this is the this is the now. This is the now. This is the now year, and everything else that happens after this year will happen after this year, and they'll operate going forward. We do know that next year they're going to have Tyler Toffoli in the mix. They are. He's under contract for it to be a Calgary Flame through twenty twenty four. So, great trade by great trade by Brad. No matter what happens, you've got a proven goal scorer going forward. You're going to have one of at least hopefully both of Manjapani and Kachuk as RFAs and you're going to have Blake Coleman for sure. That's four top six wingers. You're no matter what, you're going to be fine. We hope we've obviously talked about the other guy. In whole uh, podcast. The, the phrase, from, from talking to uh, a few people to know the exact phrase was you're going to enjoy the ride this Ooh. year. And then they're going to figure out the math later. And, and you know what? That's I agree. the best advice I've heard from anyone. I agree with it though. Like right now, go for it. You want to go for it, you go for it. Figure the rest. There's other teams. Like Vegas, how many times has Vegas been in trouble and someone's bailed them out for at no actual cost, right? Like Nate Schmidt went to Vancouver and Vancouver paid for him. So Vegas might still need to trade someone out. We don't know how long Mark Stone's going to be hurt for. It's not guaranteed that it's going to be all year. So Vegas still might need to clear out uh, Riley Smith or Evgeny Dadnov before the trade deadline. Just, just think, sure just think, room. just think about how thick his uh, his medical file is in Golden Knights headquarters at National Bank Arena. Oh, they're going to have to have evidence. Las Vegas. So. They, uh, they 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 did their due diligence. He's got a medical mm-hmm. file. I'm told, like EA thick. Uh, if if someone broke into your house, you could kill someone with his medical file based on the amount of due diligence they're doing. Uh, I know, folks. As soon as as soon as anyone heard the the initials LTIR and Vegas used in the same sentence, everyone's eyes collectively rolled through the back of their heads, and everyone died. Um, the league is very aggressive at investigating these things. Mm-hmm. When Nikita Kucherov did it. The many, many executives, GMs, and otherwise from the league uh, cried foul, and the NHL was very hand, hand in glove in making sure that that was above board. I'm told the same thing's going on in Vegas because, you know, if you think it's suspicious, I'm sure another GM they thinks were. it's suspicious. So everyone's being very, uh, being very careful in terms of how that was documented. So, I mean, I was more, more getting at the, you can solve your problems at the draft still. Like you can go oh. for it, and the draft is still well before free agency. So, say you need to move someone out for money, uh, and and you're not worried about standings or or that current draft or whatever. You can still move someone. Say a Dubé, if you have to move a Dubé, or you have to try and move a Monahan, or you have to do something, you can do that at the draft. Like you like you don't have to wait until free agency. Your RFAs you don't have to sign on July 1st, July 15th, whatever day. Uh, for agency day is this year like you have time you can solve these problems there's, so there's, go for it. there's a solve ton of uh, there's a ton of dominoes that need to fall starting mm-hmm. before july 13th and free agency opens uh, yeah. i don't think the flames are going are to deal with any of the dominoes except maybe the very first one 
until like June. They're gonna they, they the deal with three domino. They they deal with them when they deal with them. And in the yeah, interim, we got a lot this of is the left go to go for it. Guys, we're not worried about contracts right now. Go out, win a Stanley Cup. Like that's the message. Go out, go win. Like that's their goal. Don't think about the other stuff right now. Your goal is focus on the ice, focus on the play, and try to get your name engraved on that beautiful trophy for eternity. To 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 close this out, I'll just reiterate a phrase that Brad Living used at his press conference announcing the the trade. Uh, the players did the jo- their job. It was time I did mine, and nailed it, bro. It's yeah. Nailed it's just there. You know, it's this is the kind of thing you would hope a team that has aspirations would make and we'll see how it works out because there's still what 30 over 30 games left to play the trade deadline isn't for another four and a half weeks so yeah it's gonna be gonna be tons of other moving pieces throughout the league as well i've I've talked to a lot of a lot of i've talked to a lot of people around the league i've talked to a lot of you know people around hockey the flames would be such a fascinating team the next five, six months, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. So enjoy the ride, everybody. Uh, I think that, I think, what do you think? Should we, should we cap it off there? I think, I think so. Just before we go trade deadline fans, there are eight teams completely out of it in the East, which means there's eight teams that'll be looking to sell off UFA pieces. So this is a fun year to pay attention is all there's eight teams out there. There's at least three to four out West. They're all in play. Chicago, Arizona, like they're out. And there's, and there's a bunch of playoff teams that are up against the cap and might be looking for a broker. Seattle too, all the, everything they've got going on, all their random pieces they have jumbled together. It's going to be a fascinating trade deadline. Calgary got ahead of it, got the right piece. Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. And with that, we'll, we'll uh, clock her off there. Uh, As always, this has been Flames Nation Radio with Ryan and Shane. We are brought to you by DoorDash and Eau Claire Distilleries. Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. For Shane, I'm Ryan. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.